Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. La, 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 wait till I give my money right. Wait till we get the quarterback situation figured out and right here at our nation's capital. And now Willingham here with you on Burgundy and Gold today. Final hour of power. It's been a blast. Big thanks to our guests on today's program. Teron Davenport of ESPN's NFL Nation covering the Tennessee Titans. Helping us scout the opponent. It's Wednesday. First official practice of game week is in the books. We've heard from Ron Rivera. Brian Robinson took the media. Took the podium as well. Also want to give a big shout-out to Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch getting us up to speed on the latest on what's going on out in Nowhere Land, the place I like to call Nowhere Land, Ashburn, Virginia. Interesting nugget for Michael Phillips on the quarterback situation in Washington. He says you got to give Carson Wentz at least the next 12 days. And it's interesting because this is the first time I've really heard anybody from the beat Put a timetable on just when we could possibly see a change at that spot. It's so interesting. Week one against Jacksonville feels like a light year ago, doesn't it? Feels like a light year ago where he comes out and lights the world on fire. 27 to 41, 313 yards passing, four tutties, got the two picks. But when you're throwing four touchdowns, nothing else really matters to me. But the regression, the regression has kind of bothered me. Against Detroit, they get shut out in the first half. Finishes 30 of 46, 337, three touchdowns and a pick. Philly, in his homecoming game, 25 of 43, 211, gets sacked nine times, doesn't throw a touchdown, doesn't throw a pick, fumbled multiple times in that game. And then last weekend in Dallas, this is the first time I've ever seen this. I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback in the National Football League throw the football 42 different times and couldn't even crack 200 yards passing. Couldn't even crack 200 yards passing. You drop back 42 different times. And now we're at the point where as we get ready for Tennessee coming in here on Sunday, look, man, as far as I'm concerned, the clock is ticking on Carson Wentz as the QB1 here in Washington. I can't take too many more performances like the, like the performances I've seen the last two weeks from Wentz. This football team can't afford Carson Wentz to play that poorly. They simply cannot. They can't. And at some point, Washington 
if things don't get fixed here, and if we don't see drastic improvement within the next two weeks, it's going to be some very, very difficult discussions that are going to need to be had. Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network was talking about the quarterback situation in Washington and had some pretty interesting things to say. Um, this offensive line has to get better. I, I know Ron Rivera talked about it as a, as a work in progress. It's, just, it's not year one for these guys, for this regime. It's to the point now where they should be turning the corner and bringing in Wentz was part of that. And they're just not there just yet. It doesn't make any sense because there's, there's enough weapons around him. This is a really good wide receiving core. You got Logan Thomas at tight end, a former quarterback, that I thought the two of them were really going to click. And uh, I understand Thomas is coming back from an ACL. But it's just I can't believe that they've been so inept on offense. Uh, it's just not something that you really snap your fingers and all of a sudden it clicks. It's, it's going to take some time. And you just wonder... If it's going to be too late, and if all of a sudden Ron Rivera's got it. I mean, he's been steadfast in his support of Carson Wentz as the quarterback. Taylor Heineke is there as a possibility for a guy who's come in and played That's- well before. They don't want to turn that way. They really want to see Wentz turn the corner. Turn the corner. Mike Garofalo, putting it beautifully. Ron Rivera has hitched his wagon to Carson Wentz. So to see the failure that Wentz has had the past three weeks, it makes you wonder, one, how comfy Ron Rivera is in his seat. Is he feeling any type of pressure? And based on how sassy he's been with the media this week, I'm sure he's feeling the pressure. And then two, what's your breaking point with Carson Wentz? At what point At what point are you saying enough is enough here and we got to look at making a change at the position? This is what's frustrating me with Ron Rivera. Four weeks, three weeks, because I'll I'll take the Jacksonville game out of the equation. Three straight weeks of ineptitude offensively, yet we didn't see any changes until the Dallas game. Sadiq Charles gets inserted at right guard, and we find out he's going to be the guy moving forward. You got lucky. Sam Cosme goes down. I say you get lucky because, look, I, I understand there is a camp of people that have been very supportive of Sam Cosme and the way that he's played. I agree. I think he's been pretty good in the running game. But dropping back to pass, Sam Cosme struggled in pass pro. What does this team want to do? Throw the football. Who's on the bench? That was a steady eddy for you last year during your four-game winning streak. Cornelius Lucas. So I'm super intrigued Sunday to see this revamped offensive line. You're going to have the whole right side be completely different. And I've always been of the belief that, hey, look, Cornelius Lucas is a better football player than Sam Cosme. I don't care about where you were drafted. I don't care about how young you are and how much potential you have. When are we going to realize who the hell cares about potential when you're in year three at the helm of a regime? Potential doesn't matter. I said it in the opener. You are judged on wins and losses. It's a different type of situation here in Washington. This isn't Jacksonville where you got a brand-new coaching staff coming and you're trying to rebuild this thing from the ground up. There was a foundation already laid here for Ron Rivera. He hasn't made sweeping changes since he's taken over. Deron Payne and John Allen, who have been the best damn two players on this football team, were already here when he got here. Cole Holcomb, a stalwart of this defense, hadn't been perfect but was already here when Ron took over the gig. 
So at some point, it's on you. You got to decide what type of football team you want this to be. And when you fail to address the quarterback position, like you did in your first two seasons, and you have to hitch your wagon to a journeyman veteran, you shouldn't be surprised when things don't go well. But look, I am surprised. I'll be honest with you. I was the one pulling the Wentz wagon all summer. And I still haven't given up hope. But like I said, I dubbed last weekend in Dallas a must win. This Sunday, at home against the Tennessee Titans, oh, it's not a must win. It's a win or else. It's a win or else. The narrative surrounding this football team is going to remain negative. It's a win or else. Heads are going to roll. How much leeway and rope does Ron Rivera have? How much leeway and rope does Ron Rivera have? I was of the belief that the success of Carson Wentz and Ron Rivera were directly correlated, tied at the hip. Because I don't believe Ron Rivera deserves the opportunity to go out and pick another quarterback. Why? What has he done to deserve that? Why should Ron be able to go out and pick another guy at the position? He's had three opportunities to pick quarterbacks. Year one, he decided to hitch his wagon to Dwayne Haskins. God rest his soul. You didn't have to go with Dwayne as your starter. And then you cut the plug on the kid too early. Year two, coming off a playoff appearance, you win the division. Your defense is a top five unit in football. A lot of pundits nationally thought you were a quarterback away from turning the corner. And you hitched your wagon to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fast forward to this past spring. You were telling everyone who would listen, hey, we need a quarterback. Hey, we need a quarterback. Yet you hitch your wagon to Carson Wentz. You know what that tells me? You don't have very good judgment when it comes to picking quarterbacks. That's as simple as I can put it. Without being mean, without sounding like, you know, I'm some type of hater. Or being disrespectful. That's the best way I could put it. You hitched your wagon in two consecutive seasons to Ryan Fitzpatrick and Carson Wentz. You deserve everything that comes with it for making that decision. What I, you know what I like to say is deeper than rap. It's a lot deeper than rap. Because now you're at the point right now, heading into Tennessee, a win or else contest. You got two games in the span of four days. We're going to find out a hell of a lot about the Washington Commanders here in the next seven days. Here in the next seven days, we are going to find out what the rest of the season is going to look like for Washington. At some point, man, guys got to take accountability. I love the fact that they decided to bench Trey Trey Turner and go with Sadiq Charles. You know what that is? That's showing accountability. That's showing guys within the locker room, hey, look, if you don't perform – There's 53 damn guys on the roster for a reason. I have someone else who will come in and do the job as I'm asking it to be done. That's all I've wanted from Ron Rivera. If the ship crashes and things start going downhill and you're making changes, what more can I ask for? What I can't stand is this group to sit on their hands and act like everything's okay. We saw this last year. It took you eight weeks to realize this defense was piss poor. It took you eight weeks, but you're supposed to be badass. Ron Rivera, 
cussing at media members or cussing in press conferences. That's something new. Laughing at reporters while they're giving answers, while they're asking questions. But you couldn't tell Landon Collins what position to play. But people are supposed to respect you. Come on. We've got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, let's continue. Let's continue to peel the curtain back here. Got some more sound for you. Our man Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network also chimed in on Washington's current situation as they sit at one and three here at the quarter pole mark. My question is simple. If the next seven days don't go right, when do you pull the plug on Carson Wentz? I'll let you hear from Ian Rappaport, plus give you my thoughts next, right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Every night at 6, we're bringing you the Power Hour. The best segments of the day across all of D.C. Sports Radio. The hottest debates, the most informative interviews, the smartest takes, and the biggest guests. The Power Hour, weeknights at 6 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. After Halloween, your used jack-o'-lantern and other gourds are great additions to any compost pile. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Hi, guys. It's Andrew with Monument Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical advancement that has helped thousands of men. The WAVE technology at Monument Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now and not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 202-908-5555. That's 202-908-5555. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Monument Medical Clinic now to qualify. 202-908-5555. Okay, three more climbers, seven loggers. Ted's sustainably sourced logging company is growing a new branch. What about truck driver contracts? Which means a new HR manager will be the first hire to fall. Uh, Then we'll need to staff up the warehouse. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, this is Kenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. 
None of y'all told me that AutoTrader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with AutoTrader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on AutoTrader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. AutoTrader. Hey, I'm Ryan Clary, host of the Locked On Nationals podcast, a daily podcast covering your favorite team. There is a ton to cover for this offseason. The Nationals have ownership questions. Will the learners sell or will they have another bidder to come in to partner with them? Also, who will we be spending money on this offseason? And who's going to be the player to step up in 2023? Listen to the Locked On Nationals podcast every day on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today. Dalton gets set. Chase Young got him. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Team 980 always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. About another half hour left with you. So sad. It's coming to an end here today. The DOC, Rick Doc Walker, and Scott Jackson back with you tomorrow. 12 to 3 right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Coming up after myself here today, Craig Hoffman and the Hoffman Show taking you on your afternoon drive home. Right now, talking about the quarterback situation in Washington, I'm trying to be real here. And I preface everything I'm about to say by, look, I have been the leader of the Carson Wentz tribe. I have been pulling the Wentz wagon so much that my back hurts. I believe in Carson Wentz. If you listen to me all summer long, when everyone was coming out bashing him during training camp about the inaccuracy, what was Linnell saying? Linnell was saying it's more about the process than it is the day-to-day results. And at that time, it was day-to-day. Right now, it's game-to-game results. And I read off some of his numbers to start the season here. He gave us the best of the Carson Wentz experience week one against Jacksonville. Four touchdowns, leads a comeback victory, also threw a boneheaded pick in that football game. But ever since week one against Jacksonville, he has regressed significantly, and it reared his ugly head, in my opinion, last weekend when you throw the ball 42 times, yet you can't muster 200 yards of passing offense. So at some point, Carson Wentz has to be evaluated, and you have to make a decision as a coaching staff at some point, is he the best guy for us moving forward? And it's such a multi-layered situation when you're talking about what Washington should do at quarterback. Because I think it has a lot to do with how realistic you are with how good the rest of this roster is. Is Carson Wentz the singular entity holding Washington back right now? Until you answer that question, I don't think you can have legitimate discussion about whether or not you should bench Carson Wentz. I don't think you can have legitimate discussion about going to Taylor Heineke or Sam Howell. You can't have those questions until you figure out, is Carson the problem? 
and I read off some of the numbers earlier, he has stunk it up statistically. He has. But the offensive line isn't helping him out. Coming out of week four, Washington, 31st in the NFL in pass block win rate. You got to give your guy a chance. Washington's not giving Carson Wentz a chance right now, but he's not helping himself out either. The bill of goods we were sold this summer is that Washington gave up the capital they gave up because Carson Wentz was going to open up the vertical element of this passing game. Now, my eyes tell me I haven't really seen this team push the football down the field successfully since week one. The numbers tell me they haven't really pushed the ball down the field at all. 29th in the NFL in yards per attempt. He's averaging six yards per throw. He's behind guys like Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Davis Mills, Jacoby Brissett, Justin Fields, Marcus Mariota. You get the point. When you're keeping that type of company, it can't be going good. You're 27th in the NFL in passer rating through four weeks. But he's also been sacked the most in the National Football League. He's been sacked a league high 17 times. That's not going to cut it. And what's amazing about the conversation surrounding Washington and the struggles that they've had offensively, it's not just news here in our nation's capital. It's also news nationally. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport yesterday on the Insiders podcast was talking about the struggles that Washington has had offensively through the first month of the year. Taylor Heineke is a problem because he has come in and played pretty well, really like whenever he's come in. And I guess the argument would be that his ceiling is not as high as some other quarterbacks, which I definitely get because if you have a – it's like Cooper Rush argument. Like Cooper Rush is never going to be Dak Prescott. He's just playing really well now. It's like the reason you can't stick with him is because he's not as good as Dak Prescott. That's the reason, right? And I understand that with Taylor Heineke, too, except he really has played pretty well in Carson Wentz. That film that you guys just showed was really difficult to watch. Like, that was bad. Uh, and for Carson, like, this is going to be a couple t- – sometimes last year he played well. By the end, not well. First couple games here, not well. Like, this is, this is a problem. And, you know, what's going to happen is the Heat's going to go to a lot of places in the organization, including Ron Rivera – and then it's like, do they make a change? Do they stick with like, it? It gets really, really complicated if he doesn't play better. That's NFL Network's Ian Rappaport talking about the possibilities moving forward for Washington, not only offensively at the quarterback position, but at the head coaching spot with Ron Rivera, the man leading this group. And it's interesting that Ian Rappaport brings up Ron Rivera when talking about Carson Wentz in the performance of this offense. We were told this offseason by Ron Rivera and company that they felt this roster that they constructed the last two seasons was very, very close to taking that proverbial next step. And Carson Wentz, by all intents and purposes, was supposed to be the missing link to get this team over the top. Through four weeks of football this year, Carson Wentz has been a big problem for this football team offensively. Defensively, the past two weekends, Washington has played well enough for this group to win, and I don't have any shadow of a doubt about that. Washington has done enough defensively the past two weekends to win. Offensively, they have been let down. And I want to get down to the nitty-gritty. I want to be very specific when I'm talking about the offensive struggles. 
Because this is, this is ridiculous to me, and this is where I get frustrated. This is where I get up in arms. This is where I get loud and angry. You're averaging 5.3 yards a pop last weekend in Dallas, yet you still can't throw the football. You're doing whatever you want up front, re- recreating the line of scrimmage at will, yet you still couldn't throw the football. I don't know if it's Scott Turner not trusting Carson. I don't know if it's Scott not trusting the offensive line. I don't know if it's Carson's just out there tripping. Everybody's got equal blame. Everybody does. That's the way football works. But you'd be crazy to tell me, man. And there's certain clips of it on Twitter. I believe it was Pete Haley tweeted something out earlier. It's a play-action pass. Carson Wentz ends up getting an intentional grounding called on him. It's a play-action. As soon as he carries out the play fake, he turns his head and boom. There's a Dallas pass rusher smacking his grill. He ends up trying to throw the ball away and not take a sack, ends up taking an intentional grounding penalty. There are multiple examples like that throughout the last two weeks where something's just not clicking. And football is such a beautiful and special game. You're so dependent and so reliant on the guys around you to have success. And we knew this, though. We knew this when we brought them in. This is why I'm frustrated. You knew that you wanted to change the way you attacked, right? A season ago with Taylor Heineke, this offensive line was one of the highest-graded groups in the National Football League. But look at the way that they were attacking teams defensively. It wasn't about the vertical element of the passing game. It was about the horizontal element of the passing game. Taylor Heineke was out there playing point guard, being a distributor, getting the football out of his hands quickly. So for you to think that you can let your two starting guards from last year just walk, and then try to push the football down the field. It's crazy. It's crazy thought. It's crazy talk. And it's a self-inflicted wound because guess what? You had all offseason to go out and joint practice with other units to get a real gauge on where you were up front, on both sides of the ball. on Everywhere on your football team, you would have got a better assessment of where you were. There's a reason and it all makes sense now. That's why I love this thing, man. I love it. There's a reason Kendall Fuller looked like Jalen Ramsey during training camp. You know why? He's been going against the same route combinations for the last two seasons. He sure as hell well better know what's coming at him. He sure as hell well better be able to break on the football fast. Now look at Kendall Fuller. Looks terrible out there. You know why? Because he wasn't tested this offseason by another group. Taught in preseason, he was getting cooked. But you thought, oh, it's just the preseason. It's not a big enough sample size. I think Ron Rivera and the 2022 Washington Commanders should be a case study as to why mandatory joint practices should be for everybody across the National Football League. Who has four weeks to just throw away? That, that's what I'm frustrated about. It's basically like we just thrown the last four weeks away. Because all I hear in press conferences is the built-in excuse of, oh, uh, we're trying to get it together here. Oh, we're still trying to take time to jail. Time is ticking. It's year three. I don't keep having to say, I, I can't keep saying the same thing over and over again. It's year three. You told us you were expected to take a jump forward. Now it's time to see it. I don't have too much more words for it. I'm not going to continue to sit up here and waste my breath and get bit out of shape about a group that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. 
Wake up. And now I'm going on a rant again. Here, here we go. I can't even help myself. I naturally just get into this mode. Because that's how frustrated I get talking about this group and what I've seen the past two weeks. At some point, changes must be made. And that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out now with Washington. We'll open up the phones on this. 301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram. You can tap it with me there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. At what point do you pull the plug on Carson Wentz as the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders? We're four games in. You're about to play two games in a span of four nights. You're going to play two games in four days. Not a lot of practice time. Not a lot of turnaround time. For you, the casual fan out there, when do you decide to pull the plug on Carson Wentz? What needs to happen in order for you to pull the plug on Carson Wentz? And it's a two-parter. If you do pull the plug on Carson Wentz, do you go with Taylor Heineke to try to be competitive for the remainder of the season and possibly sneak into the postseason? Or do you go with Sam Howell and see what you've got in the rookie quarterback? I'll take your calls and tell you what I think next right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today. McLaurin in stride for the first down. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Youngest in Charge Movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 3 o'clock here on the Burgundy and Gold today. Coming up at 3 o'clock, top of the hour, Craig Hoffman taking you on your afternoon drive home. I know we're talking football right now, but our folks in the DMV right now who have been dealing with the ripple effects of Hurricane Ian, the Lord is my shepherd. He knows what I want. The sun is shining in D.C. for probably the first time since last Wednesday, last Thursday, we ain't seen sun shining Lord knows how long. And a fella like me who might be a little tough on the eyes sometimes, I need some sunlight in my life. That's how I do what I do off the air. Selfies and whatnot. I need some good light. I ain't making enough to go buy a ring light. I'm not making an Anthony Haney salary to go buy me a ring light so I can do what I do off air. But look. Listener line's wide open right now, 301-230-0980. If you've been listening, you know we're dissecting the quarterback position right now here in Washington. I'm trying to get to when is the appropriate time to pull the plug on Carson Wentz. And I'm trying to be fair because I am one of the biggest Carson Wentz backers out there. I was pulling the Wentz wagon this summer. And I continue to do so because I'm of the belief it's about the process more than it is about the game-to-game results when it comes to Carson Wentz and the performance of this commander's offense. We would have been fools to think that they were just going to come out guns a-blazing, scoring 35 points a game with all the new factors that you're having to work in. Two new starters up front at guard. You're on your fourth center. Terry McLaurin wasn't there during mandatory minicamp. He's trying to get up to speed with Carson Wentz. Curtis Samuel now being back in the fold. You got new weapons. It's going to take time. My issue is 
is the regression. In year three, you should not be regressing. Doesn't matter if your quarterback's new or not. At some point, guys got to step up and make plays despite what's going on around them. Now, I will say this. There is some built-in excuses for Carson Wentz. And I don't even want to use the word excuse because there's a negative connotation surrounding the word excuse. There's some built-in variables for Carson Wentz is what I'll say. You're on your fourth center already. You're only four weeks into the season, right? You're learning a new offense. You're not getting any pass protection at all. And if anybody wants to go out there and talk about Carson Wentz just not getting the football out of his hands, I got numbers to prove to you that the pass protection is just not there right now. Anytime your offensive line is rated 31st in the league and pass block win rate, you know what that tells me? They're not getting it done. But that's not on Carson Wentz, in my opinion. That's on Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and Marty Herney. You knew. You knew what you wanted to do and what goals you wanted to accomplish offensively this year and what style of ball you wanted to play. Everything that we were told this summer is Carson Wentz was supposed to come in here and improve the vertical element and unlock the vertical element of this passing game. Thus far through the first four weeks, haven't really seen that. Carson Wentz hasn't had the time to drop back and throw the football deep. Outside of week one, we haven't really seen this team push the ball down the field. We haven't. Saw it in spurts against Detroit, but I was expecting a hell of a lot more. I was. And it's not like you're unable to run the football. That, that's what's been, honestly, the most frustrating part about the play at quarterback is you're getting something in the running game. You're getting more than something. Let me not even talk it down. 5.3 yards a pop? That, that, that's what you're working with in the running game? Everybody wants to tell me, well, oh, he's struggling because he doesn't have John Taylor behind him. John Taylor wasn't averaging 5.3 yards a pop last year. Washington's running the hell out of the football. But it's not resulting in points. You know why? It's hard to win with that style of football in 2022. You're relying on going on 13 and 14 play drives, being mistake-free, penalty-free, and not taking any negative plays. That's hard to do in this league. It really is. It's very difficult to do. So right now, if you're Washington and Ron Rivera, you're at a crossroads. You're about to enter the most pivotal stretch of football in this season. You are. I dubbed Sunday in Dallas a must-win. I'm dubbing this, this Sunday's game at home against Tennessee. It's a win or else. And the or else is not up to me. It's up to the fans. It's up to the coaching staff. It's up to the front office. What narrative do you want to have? How do you want to be viewed? I played you Ian Rappaport. I played you Mike Garofolo. You see how they're talking about us nationally already. They're already talking about pulling the plug. I'll read the quote from earlier again. This is from Jeremy Fowler. ESPN Plus article this morning. Insiders only. $10.99 a month you got to pay to read stuff like this. This is a quote. The headline was Washington not looking to make a switch at the quarterback position. The quote reads like this. Washington isn't looking to make a switch amid the commander's slow offensive start. Carson Wentz ranks 25th in the National Football League in QBR, but Washington expects him to play better in the coming weeks and believes he could be better supported mainly along the offensive line. Where else could he be getting support at? The offensive line is the only issue right now offensively with this football team. 
And it's so frustrating when I hear this report because I know this report was spoon-fed. Spoon-fed to Jeremy Fowler from Ron Rivera or somebody in that building. It's damage control. It's what they do. It's what they do best. I promised I wouldn't rant. Here I go. I'm off on another tangent. The bottom line is this. At some point, you got to make a decision on Carson Wentz. I'm trying to hit the phones here and, and hear from you guys. When is that point? When do you pull the plug on Carson Wentz? And if you do pull the plug on Wentz, are you going with Heineke to try to sneak into the postseason? Or do you go with Sam Howell to see what you've got in the rookie? 301 230 0980. Washington's getting ready to enter the most important stretch of their season coming up. The next seven days is going to tell you a whole lot about the future and direction of this football team. You got two games within the span of four days. You're at home against Tennessee, then you got a short week's work, and you're on the road, prime time in Chicago. Against the Bears. When do you pull the plug on Carson Wentz? For me, if he does not perform in these next two weekends, I will have a new starter Sunday, October 23rd in Green Bay. If Carson Wentz plays the way he played the past two weekends against Philadelphia and against Dallas, I will have a new starter at home when Aaron Rodgers comes to town on October 23rd. 301-230. 0980. Let's go to Ronald wants to tap in. Ronald, at what point are you pulling the plug on Carson Wentz? Hey there. Hey now, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? You have to, like you just said, you have to pull it. These next two games are critical. You know, even if they go one and one, you still might want to consider this. It depends on how well it depends on how the how the um how they lose. <laughs> if they do lose, it depends how like I say, you got a patchwork offensive line. They knew that these guys were out of position. From week one or two, they knew these guys were out of position. Sam Cosby, never they knew that would never work at tackle, but they just stuck them in there. So I'm thinking it has to be done these next two weeks. You have to go play. They're going to probably go with Heineke. I'm pretty sure. Then they might see. They might pull the plug quick on him too, if he doesn't get a joint. So he's just running around in there, scrambling around looking for offset plays. That's not going to do it for us. So at the end of the day, uh, I look at seven and nine. We're probably spoiled at the end of the year. Beat the Cowboys and. Eliminate them from the playoffs. <laughs> hey, I appreciate Thanks. the call, Ronald. Look, 301-230-0980. The next seven days for Washington are probably the most critical seven days since Ron Rivera's taken over here as the head coach of this football team. It is. It is. I dub Sunday in Dallas a must win. Sunday at home against the Titans is a win or else. What type of narrative do you want to be set for the remainder of this season? This next seven days are going to be the most important seven-day stretch during Ron Rivera's tenure here as the head coach of the Washington Commanders. When do you decide to pull the plug on Carson Wentz? I told you all, if he doesn't perform well against Tennessee and Chicago, even if Washington wins one of those football games and you're one and one, I'm still evaluating Carson Wentz under a microscope because I need to know what I have moving forward. If he doesn't play well in this next seven-day stretch, I will have a new quarterback Sunday, October the 23rd, when Green Bay comes to town. What about you? 301-230-0980. Let's go to Bill, who wants to tap in. What's going on, Bill? Yeah, I think you wait the next two games. He's not going to be facing top six defenses. But then, to your point, you got to evaluate. Even if they win the next two games and they still can't move the ball down the field more than four or five yards at a clip, then what's the difference between him and Heineke? Nothing. Heineke, the only Heineke has the advantage 
that he can scramble, but they can both throw five yard outs. Fantastic. I'd rather have a guy that can scramble out of trouble than a guy who can't scramble out of trouble if there's no upside to the vertical game. Yeah, but I appreciate your call. I mean, look, Bill hits everything on the head right there. It is what it is. Even if they do play well defensively against Tennessee and Chicago, but this offense is struggling, you got to look. Everything's got to be on the table at this point because this year we're supposed to see a significant step in the record. In the record. Wins and losses, that's all you're judged on. It's all you're judged on in this league. It's not about being a good person. It's not about developing talent for five years at a time. It's about wins and losses. 301-230-0980. Let's go to Steven who wants to tap in. Steve, when are you pulling the plug on Carson Wentz if things don't get right? Uh, his, his plug is pulled already. Mm. Uh, I want to read something to you. Go ahead. Uh, so so you, have, you have Jeff George. You have Tony Banks. You have Shane Matthews. You have Patrick Ramsey. Mm. You have Danny Wolf, Wolfel, you have Tim Hasselback, you have uh, Mark Brunel, you have Todd Collins, you have Jason Campbell, uh, Donovan McNabb, uh, you have... The list is uh, very Donald long. I, I, get, I get where you're going with this. You get where I'm going. Right. So, I mean, out of, out of the, the 15 quarterbacks that I was going to name, only two were successful here. Mm. Three at times. Okay? So, if you have, like the gentleman said, the, the, the caller before me said, if you have Heineke, who who has emotion, who, who can scramble uh, because you don't, you don't have an offensive line, you have a quarterback already in place, his mechanics is along, his footwork is poor. It's just not offensive line. It's his mechanics, his throwing mechanics, and everything. Um, put Heineke in there and, and, and save the season. Because if you stay with this guy, uh, just tell Daniel Snyder, uh, and I hope they do, because I want <laughs> Daniel Snyder to, to back his trailer back up to uh, uh, um, Washington Redskin Park and put all his, 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 his marketing stuff in there with, along with the, the Commodores and head for St. Louis. Because as a look, <laughs> And look, I appreciate the call. The phone monster got you. It's an interesting point he made there, right? And I, and I and I and I put this at the end of the question as I'm as I'm phrasing it here. If and when you do pull the plug on Carson Wentz, are you going with Taylor Heineke to try to sneak into the postseason? Or are you going with Sam Howell to see what you've got in the young guy? I'll answer that question. It really depends. And I know I'm walking the fence here when I say that. It depends. If Washington goes one and one in the next two weeks. You're now sitting at what? Two and four. Going into week seven at home against Green Bay. You got Green Bay, Indy, Minnesota, Philly. That's a tough stretch there. If you go two and oh, Wentz probably doesn't get pulled. My point is this, right? If you feel as if you've got enough to get into the playoffs outside of the quarterback position, then go ahead and go with Taylor Heineke. But, boy, are you playing a dangerous game if you do that, and here's why. Here's why. Washington, the way it shapes right now, unless they get lucky and some other team on this schedule faces terrible injuries at the quarterback position or other essential positions, Washington's probably going to have a top five to seven pick in next year's draft. It might be higher than that. 
this team, the next two weekends, is their best shot to pick up a dub. They're not going to be competitive down the stretch, I feel like. They're not. And the wheels are going to fall off after Chicago. Mark my words. They will. Do I want it to? No, but I'm realistic about what the team has from a talent standpoint. If the playoffs are, are, are a long shot and you got to go on a four or five game winning streak to get in, go with Sam Howe. You must see what you have in Sam Howe before you head into this offseason because guess what? Either way, you're going to be selecting a quarterback, right? Either way, you're going to be selecting a QB. If you got Sam Howell and you know what he's got, maybe you don't have to select a QB with your top five selection that you're going to have next year. If Sam Howell's the guy, it mitigates the biggest problem on this roster and it lets you choose best player available when that time comes. And Washington's in the position where, look, that, that's what we're going to have to do. I don't care if you're 2-0 in the next seven days, the conversation becomes much different. But I'm still evaluating Carson Wentz under a very, with a very fine-tooth comb. Because at some point, you got to realize Sam Howell is on this roster. And through four weeks, it looks like Carson Wentz isn't going to be the guy next year. It would be very irresponsible for them to go through the remainder of this season and not see what they have in Sam Howell. Because guess what? You're probably going to have a top five pick next year. It's going to wrap it up here. The Hoffman Show is next. He came in extra early. I came in to crosstalk. What, we, we it's two fifty-two. We, you can't, we the, can't the, end the, the show yet. The clock is fried. So what do you mean the, the clock is fried? Yeah, the clock is fried. Oh, you, 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 you got to you 54. Oh, you went. Do you want to push break. back on what I said? Well, honestly, just we, we should save it for just, tomorrow. Yeah, I would just tomorrow. say like it's it's October fourth, bro, or fifth, whatever day. Uh oh. Like I, the people are I'm, gonna start here. They're gonna start getting my say, messages. I'm sending. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that you're wrong if things continue to go on the trajectory they have. Do you agree with this statement? And, and and I might seem like I'm coming off the top rope. The next seven days is the most important stretch in Ron Rivera's tenure here in Washington. Yeah. I think that's that's definitely fair in terms of like his ability to to move forward as the head coach. Like, yeah, I I tend to think that's got to be true. Um, and obviously Carson and how he plays, but like, we don't have those data points yet. So to jump to the conclusions of they've already gone poorly, I think is to get out ahead of ourselves a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. But look, like I uh, called Sunday in, in Dallas a, a must win, and everyone thought I was crazy, Craig. Well, because if they bounce back and they win the next two games and they're three and three and they figure some things out, like how yeah. long are you going to get away with playing the if game? Until they until you can't like winning two games and getting back to five hundred isn't an outrageous what if. Yeah, like, but then you're getting ready to go on a brutal stretch where you got Green Bay, Indy, Minnesota, Philly, Houston, Atlanta, New York. Well, no, I'm not telling you. I think they're any good. I am telling you we should take this a little more than just like, hey, season's over. It's, it's, like, my, it's, it's October. It's our, it's our microwave society. Hoffman. There we go. That's, That's my explanation. You need a therapy session tomorrow. <laughs> Hoffman Football Therapy is reopening tomorrow for Leno. Is there a copay for tomorrow's session? Uh, no, remember, Hoffman Football Therapy, for you at the very – it's free for everybody on the phones. Uh, but and for you, app. for you – well, they got to call in. They can't. They can't right. yet, at the very least. I'm sure they're working on it somehow. Be able to call in <laughs> through the app. But for you, you get paid to come. So that's a pretty good deal. Here we go. Hoffman Show is next. We'll take you on your afternoon drive home. The DOC, Rick Doc Walker, and Scott Jackson, back with you tomorrow. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.